0: Hi, this is Cyrus, and welcome to the PureLab Vitamins Show. Today's episode is a replay of our Beauty of Being Alkaline webinar. This covers the relationship between acidity in the body and chronic inflammatory conditions like eczema, rosacea, psoriasis, acne, and collagen breakdown, also known as cellulite. You'll also learn how to test and balance your pH, and I hope this gives you some common sense information that can help you. On your pH journey. So let's get started. Uh, today's talking points are why is acidity an issue, where does it actually come from in our bodies, um, how does the body handle acidity, how is the skin involved, how to test your pH properly and how to use AlkaPure pH to help. But first of all I'd like to establish uh, that there is good and bad acid in our bodies. Gastric acid is good. It's important to break down and digest foods. Hugely important for mineral absorption. Uh, In fact, many people out there are dealing with deficiencies because of low gastric acid production. Gastric acid also provides a natural barrier so that pathogens cannot enter our system easily. Uh, But what we are focusing on here today is systemic acidity, which is the bad kind in our system. Especially if it, over the years, slowly accumulates in our bodies. I would think you would all agree, the environment we live in is crucial for our health, right? If you were a bicycle courier in Beijing, downtown LA or Toronto, exposed to smog every day, you wouldn't do so well long term. Our outside environment, diet, stress and lifestyle, are the key factors that create the inside environment for our cells. If blood, lymph, and connective tissue are loaded with waste, then our cells wouldn't do so well either within their immediate environment. Today we know chronic inflammatory conditions of joints, tendons, tissues, and the skin, like some types of eczema, rosacea, psoriasis, but also acne and collagen breakdown, so-called cellulite, are all fueled by systemic acidity and here is significant proof this study connected the presence of stress-induced acidity to an increased release of pro-inflammatory cytokines these are signaling signaling proteins that trigger the inflammatory chain reaction the maintenance of our blood ph has highest priority within within our biochemistry blood ph has to stay within its very narrow window of 7.35 to 7.45 to protect cells and enzymes in all tissues of the body, including the brain. If the blood gets too acidic, we would quickly perish from a condition called acidosis. A healthy body uses bicarbonate and phosphate dibasic salts to balance fluctuating blood pH levels. To me, our blood can be compared to a Newton's cradle. Nutrients, oxygen, hormones, and waste get added in on one side and pop right out, uh, right out the other end, into the lymph system or directly into connective tissues and cells. On the other way around, once you start cleansing and detoxing, waste from those peripheral tissues kind of travels via lymph back into the blood, so that liver and kidneys can do their job and cleanse the body of it. So let's take one step back and ask, where does all that acidity in our bodies come from? Number one, from our own metabolism. When we burn carbs, fats and proteins for energy, we break them down into organic acids. These substances are part of our metabolic waste and they add to the overall acid load in our bodies. Number two is stress. Stress is a huge acidifier, but it works indirectly. Stress, via the release of adrenal cortisol, stress hormone, depletes us of alkaline minerals, so we're losing alkaline balancing capacity and long-term, this can lead into substantial mineral deficiencies, as the case with magnesium for most of us, and also cause acid-base disorders. Moreover, during times of chronic stress, we tend to breathe very shallow, which leads to carbon dioxide overload in our blood. And this is part of the reason why stress is so draining for us. And for those of you with a bit of knowledge in chemistry, here's a tiny little chemical equation. If you increase carbon dioxide in water, you automatically push the balance of this equation to the right, producing carboxylic acid. And this can easily be reversed by exhaling and replacing the carbon dioxide with oxygen again. But if you're spending a substantial amount of time per day with higher levels of carbon dioxide, the formed carboxylic acid will push other, weaker acids out of the blood into lymph and connective tissues. Finally, there is one other source of acidity for us, and that is our diet. SAD stands for a standard American diet, and it truly is SAD. There is a growing body of literature on this topic explaining which foods usually alkaline us, and which would acidify us, and they vary here and there, and individual metabolism plays a role here as well, but generally, this is the list of the main culprits. Have a look. So you'll quickly realize, if you were to try and avoid all these foods, there isn't much left to eat, other than greens, greens and greens. So how many of us could and would really lead a life like that long term? I came to the c- conclusion it's all about balance, and, but we'll get to this a little bit later. Um, which mechanism can the body use to actually handle continuously raised or rising stress, diet and lifestyle induced acidity levels? When the blood buffering capacity reaches exhaustion and the acidity in the blood continues to rise, the body has two choices dump alkaline minerals from bone and muscle reservoirs into the blood and lymph system to help balance acidity, or deposit the acids into the tissues, remove them from the blood, and this is meant to be only a short-term solution. But if tomorrow is another day of stress, lifestyle and sad diet, then acids slowly accumulate day after day and year after year. Prime deposit sites for these kinds of wastes are the connective tissue, the so-called matrix, all over our body, starting usually in the periphery, like hands and feet, or in the subcutaneous tissue, the so-called underskin, is also a perfect deposit site as well. So dumping explained in a bit more detail. When the body is forced to mobilize alkaline minerals from bone and muscle reservoirs long-term, this will deplete muscles and bones over the years, leading into chronic muscle conditions and or osteoporosis. Deposition on the other hand is practically waste management and if a city can no longer handle the amounts of waste It produces within the city limits. It is forced to transport the waste out and deposit somewhere in the outskirts Our bodies do the same instead of dumping the waste downtown where all the core organs are We start deposition in the connective tissues of hands and feet That is where tendons ligaments and joints start giving us grief because they are on fire This is why gout usually starts in the big toe, and why people suffer from all kinds of chronic inflammation, like plantar fasciitis, carpal tunnel, tennis elbow, and so forth. The way we live, these chronic inflammations usually start the first time at the age of 30-35, which is, for most of us, after approximately 5-10 to years of chronic stress exposure. If we don't pay attention to these early warning signs, tissues continue to take the load, and the periphery fills up and more and more central tissues are being exposed to acidic waste and over time inflammation starts in more and more central tissues as well. So here we have a very interesting image of how our body is built on a cellular level. Uh, This image shows a slice through a random tissue. We have blood vessels and nerves coming through here. We have immune cells patrolling around. Uh, Here, we have an adjoining organ or some other kind of distinguished cell formation, like a muscle. And in between everything, dotted or undotted, we have a gel-like substance, which is the glue that holds everything in place. Our connective tissue, also known as matrix. And this glue makes up for about 20% of our total body weight. We are a lot of glue and water. And these fibroblasts are cells that produce the gel. They live right inside their own gel production. Now imagine how all these different tissue types would be affected if their immediate environment is loaded with waste. We're getting closer now to why I'm actually telling you all this. Um, In an exhausted, stressed body, where natural balance is a thing of the past, because of chronic exposure to stress, Sad diet and sedentary lifestyle, the deposition of waste in the outskirts is at that moment the lesser evil because the alternative would be acidosis in the blood, which is fatal. You know? Sounds like an easy choice, right? But in the chronically acidic person, acidity and waste no longer get removed properly but accumulate instead. And the rising acid levels in these peripheral tissues then trigger the release of pro-inflammatory cytokines. And this person is well on its way into chronic inflammatory conditions. Since this is a presentation on health and beauty benefits, here are a few examples of such chronic inflammation. Eczema can occur from a reaction to a specific substance, substance, like a detergent, cosmetics, food, etc., but very frequently no such reactivity can be found and eczema keeps lingering. For me, a clear indication that there is a problem on the inside and symptoms you see or experience are the outcome of the situation inside the subcutaneous skin layers. Here we have a case description from a customer who had eczema on her hands for many years. Her own words were, I used all kinds of uh, over-the-counter and prescription creams over the years, but nothing really worked. I had to cover my hands with fingerless gloves to keep the skin moist. And then a nutritionist at my store suggested Pure Labs Alka pure pH. I took the recommended dose and within two days I already noticed a difference. After two weeks, my hands were completely clear, and we get that a lot. Rosacea is a chronic inflammatory skin condition that most often affects the face. Uh, rosacea usually worsens with time if left untreated and is often also mistaken for acne, eczema or a skin allergy. Common triggers in the literature are sunlight, hairspray, but also stress, heat, alcohol. Individuals suffering from rosacea will confirm drastic flare-ups during peak times of stress, and that affects pretty much everyone. And quickly after starting alkaline therapy, the subcutaneous environment improves These tissues start to cleanse, the overall inflammatory tendency reduces and redness goes down. All without side effects. Psoriasis is a chronic autoimmune condition that causes rapid buildup of skin cells. The buildup of cells causes scaling on the skin surface, often with inflammation and redness around the scales. Most common triggers in the literature, stress, smoking, alcohol and quite interesting, vitamin D deficiency. And as a little side story here, please take note of a specific video on our YouTube channel called Vitamin D Optimization, where I describe how to use blood work and individualized vitamin D3 dosing to heave your body into optimum D levels. Again, in the literature, you can find reference to eight foods that are statistically the most common psoriasis triggers. These are alcohol, junk food, red meat, dairy, nightshades, fruit, gluten, and condiments, and all of these are acidifying foods. Even though psoriasis is an autoimmune condition, which means for some reason your own body attacks itself, again, by improving the subcutaneous environment, allowing tissue to cleanse, you will reduce overall inflammatory tendencies, balance the pH in the skin, and over a few weeks, inflammation goes down And cell proliferation goes down as well. The process slows. Compared to topical prescriptions like cortisone creams, vitamin D analogues, coal tar ointments or salicylic acid pastes, which all just work as a patch on the outside. Even the more modern immune-modulating injections like Enbrel, Remicade or Humira, which all come with significant side effects and risks, we have seen Remarkable results with alka pH when combined with lifestyle changes without side effects. No? Obviously, you cannot expect full resolution. Psoriasis is still a complex autoimmune condition. But if it allows you to keep inflammation low and flare-ups at bay, without the need for prescription drugs, I would consider that a huge success. So now we're going into a little collagen excursion. Come with me. Collagen supplements have been a hype for most, mostly cosmetic reasons for a couple of years now. So this is our previous connective tissue slide again. Remember all the dotted and clear spaces in between. That's our connective tissue, the environment for our cells, nerves, organs and everything else. And if this gel-like substance is loaded with waste, the tissues wouldn't do so well. No? And these funny little thingies here that sit right in the connective tissue gel, that is our own collagen, human collagen, not bovine or marine source collagen. It's like the rebar in concrete. It stiffens the gel, keeps everything in place. It defies gravity. And furthermore, these funny cells here, so-called fibroblasts, are the producers of the gel and the collagen fibers. As long as the connective tissue is full of acid deposits, full of waste, your own collagen breaks down quicker and the fibroblasts cannot keep up. Because they too live in this wasteland. And neither your own collagen nor supplements you ingest have any chance of settling or surviving here long term. You have to clean up this environment first before collagen has any chance to do its job. Sorry to pop your bubble here. As a quick side note on collagen, vitamin C is probably as important as clean environment. Using the slow release form two or three times a day will support and protect collagen, the immune system and your bones. No brainer here. So what can we do today about our own acidity? I believe alkalinity should become part of our daily thinking, just like brushing teeth or getting a good night's sleep. And the first thing we can learn about is our own pH pH is a logarithmic measure of the concentration of acidity. A pH change from 7, the neutral point, to 6, represents a tenfold increase in acidity. The pH strips we are using have two measuring fields and they work especially well in neutral to slightly alkaline range where the regular pH paper strips quickly turn gray and become illegible. But pH testing is controversial because one test is just one little snapshot of your 24-hour pH rhythm. You might be bang on seven when you test the one time, thinking you are a pH superhero, but the rest of the day, you might be heavily acidic. So, in order to get a good understanding, you'll have to collect more results in the beginning, uh, measured spread out over the day, and calculate your average pH. That is what you're looking for. You can test in either urine or saliva, as long as you know that urine is usually slightly more acidic, because that's where organic acids are supposed to end up, uh, on its way, on their way out of the body. The kidneys are supposed to excrete acids into the urine. So the pH target range in urine is 6.6 to 7, just slightly acidic. And in saliva, it's 7 to 7.4, just slightly alkaline. I recommend testing in saliva, because it reflects the tissue situation more closely than urine. The best times to test are first thing in the morning, before you brush your teeth, mid-morning around 10 o'clock, mid-afternoon around 3 o'clock and again bedtime. Always obviously away from food and drink. Collect saliva and swallow the first collection. Then milk your glands again and measure the second collection. Record uh, the reading, write it down on a little table. It is normal to start the day acidic. Your body has worked overnight to metabolize waste. As long as you see trends towards more neutral levels, hopefully around pH 7, uh, throughout the day. But most of us hover around pH 5 to 5.5 all day long. And that's not good. What else can we do to stay more alkaline? Identify and reduce acidifying foods as much as you can identify and increase alkalining foods as much as you can. You are aiming to shift the balance back towards more alkalinity. If I told you to stop all acidifying foods today, none of you would be able to comply long-term. But if you're aiming to make a shift, you can still enjoy some of these foods and drinks only in smaller quantities, while increasing alkaline foods, and you make a difference. Fill up on salads first, then have steak, than potatoes further increase physical activity do something every day or as much as you can but do something engage your muscle pump daily improve circulation which helps flush waste out from these peripheral tissues you can imagine sitting on the couch all day eating potato chips doesn't help circulation then identify and acknowledge your stressors change your attitude towards them Make changes, uh, as much as you can. Especially in the beginning of such a cleansing program, you will need supplemental support to reach therapeutic results. Don't forget, don't stress out about it either, because stress makes you acidic. Uh? Alka-Pure pH helps you to flush out your waste. Alkaline therapy is a powerful form of detox, and any detox requires B vitamin support, so that all enzymes and pathways are ready to metabolize and excrete. Here we have the actual formulation of Alkypure pH. When I set out uh, to create this formula, I had a few goals to achieve. First, I wanted a powerful alkalinity supporting the body's own mechanisms. I needed this formula to be calcium-free because large amounts of incoming calcium in the still acidic body would promote calcifications everywhere except the bones. And as we discussed before, by alkalining, you allow your reservoirs, muscle and bones, to keep their calcium and other minerals, so you don't need as much anyway. Finally, and from my point of view, most importantly, this formula needed to be sodium-potassium balanced. Most other pH products out there contain either calcium carbonate uh, as the main ingredient, or unbalanced sodium bicarbonate baking soda. Or both. Most North Americans are quite high in sodium to begin with. If they were to use just sodium bicarbonate or baking soda as their tool to alkaline, they would succeed from a pH point of view, but would experience significant side effects from the incoming large amounts of unbalanced sodium. Sodium is the body's extracellular electrolyte. It helps bind water on the outside of the cells, what I call the pipe system. Blood, lymph and connective tissue is pumped up by sodium. Higher sodium levels will further increase pipe pressure, while the cells surrounded by a whole lot of water are still dehydrated. The cells require potassium, our intracellular electrolyte, to retain and hold water. Uh, While living in a high sodium, low potassium disbalance, your pipe pressure is high, and your uh, your cells are dehydrated like shriveled up raisins, just to give you an image. In this state, you can drink as much water as you like, hoping to hydrate your system, but if your potassium is low, there is no reason for water to go into the cell. So when you start alkaline therapy with sodium, potassium, balanced alkaline pH, your cells finally get pumped up again with water and pipe pressure can actually drop, uh, which means excess water in the pipe system can now get excreted or taken up into the cells. And guess what happens if previously dehydrated cells get a good gulp of water? The first thing on their mind is flush out waste. Some people experience mild to moderate detox symptoms during the first few days of flushing, because so much waste re-enters circulation Fairly quickly. Symptoms include dizziness, wooziness, or even nausea sometimes can occur, and urine turns all murky and smelly. If sub- such symptoms occur, these are not a reaction to Alcopure, but instead a reaction to your own waste, finally getting mobilized. Yeah? So if these symptoms occur, they should technically put a smile on your face, but if you feel overwhelmed, reduce the dose for a few days, don't stop completely, drink lots of water and go for walks, engage the muscle pump to scoop off the superficial load. Then dose back up again and start wringing out the towel. Uh, I hope this makes sense to you. Uh, And you could also re-listen to this once you get the recorded email. Uh, So dosing is next. But first be aware, what has accumulated in your body, sometimes over decades, will not flush out over the weekend. It takes time to cleanse the whole system. It might even take a few detox runs with breaks in between to really wring out the towel. And don't forget, diet and lifestyle play a huge role in this as well. To replenish your bicarbonate buffering system, to neutralize, degrade and flush existing acid deposits, uh, larger doses of alkalinity are necessary in the beginning. Our label calls for three capsules twice a day on an empty stomach. Minimum one hour after meals. You do not want to neutralize stomach acid, the good stuff, when you just made it to receive a meal. One hour after a meal, your food was at least exposed to gastric acid for one hour. Two hours after a meal would actually be ideal. During acute inflammation, like a gout attack, the daily dose could go up to three capsules three times a day but usually that's only necessary for the first 2-3 days, followed by regular labelled dose, 3 caps twice daily. I've seen feet this size, like honeymelons, unswell within 3 days of alka therapy. Once you see your average pH move up to and around pH 7, you can cut back to just 3 caps at bedtime, ongoing, or take a break, continue your dietary and lifestyle measures, and monitor your pH levels, and then re-engage for another detox run when indicated. Many practitioners use alka PH as a scheduled cleanse twice or three times a year, each time full label dose for one month. Uh, This is aiming to keep inflammatory response low all year round, and always combined with the bioactive B-complex in slow release form, which from my point of view is a daily supplement for every adult anyway. Helping detox, generating energy, reducing brain fog and supporting metabolism in countless ways. So that's it uh, for today's presentation. You made it through. Um, Thank you again for listening to our Beauty of Being Alkaline webinar replay. If you found this information helpful, we would love it if you'd share it with someone in your life. Take care and see you soon.